good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon to everybody. I know it's been a couple of days since I, or a couple of weeks, or whatever. Not like anybody ever listens to my podcast. Anyway, it's just basically me in my car ranting and raving or talking about my children or my crazy ass husband or my nutty ass dog and my territorial cat. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, so I'm in a good mood today. Been a very good mood. I just came back from my uh, follow-up appointment with my doctor. Um, just regular routine follow-up. And, you know, I'm 47. I'm getting on up there. So, you know, you start being a little concerned about, you know, health issues that tend to come up and creep up when you get a little older. Things like high blood pressure, especially if you have a family history of it, which, hello, I do. But... I am so happy to report that I am perfectly fine. All my numbers look good. Nothing is out of the ordinary. Nothing, even though I'm a little concerned, my doctor's just like, I'm fine with it. Don't worry about it. You're healthy as a horse. And um, keep on doing what you're doing. I lost 25 pounds. I still don't understand where the hell that happened. I am a big girl. I am a fluffy girl. I'm big, big, big. But you know what? I don't have anybody to impress anymore. I have caught my husband and I have had two children and we have been together for 26 years. So it is what it is. Now, let's be honest. After you've had two children, shit, nothing goes back to the way it was before. I mean, nothing, including your body. But I digress. So, what are you people doing on this beautiful, glorious Thursday afternoon besides sitting at home or in the car listening to my loud mouth? Who knows? Anyway, so I found out a little bit of interesting and good news for people who live in Florida and people who are worried about Disney speaking out against the uh, DeSantis' little don't say gay bill thing. Yes, I do understand that it's not what this bill is actually called. I don't really give a shit. So, DeSantis, of course, stated that now my children, who are part of the Alphabet Mafia, are now on his radar and can't live their life out and open and proud. Um, and that other people can't talk about it in a school setting. Not like my kids go to public school anyway. Thank goodness I homeschool. Uh, I've done that for years, and I've had I've been so happy being homeschooling, especially with all the gun violence that's going on. But I digress. So, as y'all know, Disney has come out and uh, in opposition and said that they will work tirelessly to overturn this bill. And in true DeSantis fashion, because he is, uh, I, um, I'm assuming. He is the wanting to be the long-lost son, illegitimate son of Donald J. Trump. But he retaliated against Disney and sat there and said that, um, okay, fine, you want to speak out against me. We're not going to tolerate that. So I am going to violate your First Amendment right to free speech by retaliating against you and getting, uh, getting rid of the Reedy Creek uh, govern self-governing part of the Disney franchise. <laughs> well, it came out that uh, little Mr. DeSantis, much like his uh, hopeful, illegitimate father, Donald J. Trump, doesn't read contracts very well because in the 1967 contract that Florida signed with Disney that gave Disney self-governing powers over its Reedy Creek uh, annex, it states in there that it cannot be in any way, shape, form, 
revoked or limited unless the state of Florida pays off Disney's debt. That's right. So, to be able to do this, DeSantis is going to have to pony up, at the very least, $3.5 billion, uh, starting off at $1 billion, to be able to uh, actually do what he wants to do with this little law that he wants to take away Disney's governing. So, Disney is business as usual, laughing all the way to the courts as DeSantis sits home and fumes about the fact that he can't read. I mean, it's, it's, there, uh, it's in that law, 1967 law agreement that the state of Florida signed with Disney. It is right there. That this is the only way, shape, form, and fashion that you will be able to strip Disney of its self-governance powers. I am here for it. I am loving it. I am huh, I am on cloud nine because I think it is so fucking funny. It is just hilarious because it is just one thing, one more thing that DeSantis fells at. And a growing list of the things that he fails at. Matter of fact, I haven't put anything for success on his scorecard in a long time. But I digress. So, hopefully in November, if we can get enough people to actually open their eyes and see what a wreck DeSantis is. And how much money he wanted to raise everybody's taxes by getting rid of the self-government of Disney. Hopefully in November we can vote his stupid ass out and he and his family can pack their bags and leave the governor's mansion in, in disgrace as they should. So, Marjorie Taylor Greene decided to get up on stand and lie, we all knew she would, of I can't remember, I can't recall. And with face, with her beautiful face, not Oh, God, that one was hard to say. I damn near vomited at my mouth. I'm sorry, folks. But, um, yeah. She gets up there and spends most of her time saying, I don't remember or I do not recall. That broad can't remember what she had for breakfast before she uh, went on to the stand. But I digress, I guess. <laughs> sorry, folks. My allergies are just woohoo because it is springtime in the state of Florida. And everybody is, they can't hold all the plant, all the plants and the trees and shit, they can't hold on to their pollen. They, they just pollinate all over themselves and it goes up my nose and makes me sound like Kermit the Frog and makes me snark. Yay. Anyway, so, will this amount to anything? Probably not because Marjorie Taylor Greene was very well coached by her uh, attorney to say the standard of I do not recall or I can't remember because I am not going to incriminate myself even though the prosecutor is showing every video, every Twitter, every TikTok that I have ever made outside of the Capitol calling Pelosi a traitor, saying let's go in, it's our house, all the little meetings, the text messages, the, you know, I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene is guilty of sin, but it seems that we live in this lovely uh, state, that, uh, this lovely state of being that if you have money, it doesn't matter if you do things wrong, you'll get away with it. Speaking of having money and getting away with shit, Donald Trump has been Donald Trump has been ordered to pay ten thousand dollars a day to courts until he comes up with 
the uh, paperwork that the judge has asked for. That's right, $10,000 a day for being held in contempt of court for not overturning essential documents that have been subpoenaed and requested by a court of law. Not only does he have to pay $1.35 million to uh, Omarosa, I think her name is, for a tell-all book that she wrote, and um, he sued her because she violated an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, that she signed while he was president of the United States of America. Funny, you can't do that, dude, because everything is a public record when you're the president of the United States of America. But, again, Mr. Donnie did not read that shit. Now they're sitting here going, this man has lost more times than can count, and then he gets on an interview, supposedly, now I just heard this, thanks to um, Tom Powell's podcast. I just heard this, and I'm going to have to look this shit up. But supposedly, Donald Trump was having a lovely little conversation with Pierce Morgan, and he got pissed off because, why did he get pissed off? Well, because Pierce Morgan asked him a question that he didn't want to answer. And he gets up and storms off the page. Uh, I mean, off the page. Good Lord, like this is a book. He storms off the stage. I haven't seen it. I am going to look it up as soon as I get to the house because this sounds like a shit ton of fun. I am just saying. So, so let's just say here, okay? So, Diaper Donnie has to pay $1.35 million to Omarosa. He's got to pay $10,000 a day to the courts for failure to uh, give documents. And on top of all of that, he still has to go to court. <laughs> so it's just been an all-around good day for those of us that are just so sick and tired of people with money um, committing all kind of crime and getting away with it. I, for one, can't wait till the day that they bury him underneath the prison, but that's just me. Oh, in other news, uh, Derek Chauvin whines and cries like a little bitch that he is and says that his conviction should be overturned because the court case wasn't fair. <sighs> like it was fair that he leaned on George Floyd's neck for not over nine minutes until the man was dead. And even though his rookie officer and his co uh, the guy who outranked him, I can't remember who he is, um, both told him, hey, look, you're fucking killing a man. Maybe you should get the fuck off of his neck. And he ignored them. Oh, he also ignored somebody who was a um, paramedic in the crowd that told him to get off of him because he was killing him. So, you know, whatever. But, um, sure, he's, you know, he's being treated unfairly in prison. Because it sucks to do the time when you've been found guilty of the crime. Oh, well, I am so sorry that you're out in general population and you're surrounded by the people in which you tried to kill one of them. And they are probably not the least bit happy that you are around them. So, um, and they're going to, how shall I say, show and express their displeasure to you while you rot in prison. You, oh, you fucking racist prick. It's not fair that I had to go to prison for murdering a black man. Oh. Nobody gives a shit, Chauvin. Take your whining somewhere else.
matter of fact, if I was a judge and if I could find a way around it, I would probably give the bastard more fucking time. Just for the insulting nature of coming and trying to file a motion to overturn his conviction because it just wasn't fair. Oh, I'm a white cop. You're supposed to protect me. Right? That's about the way I picture him petitioning the court for his uh, his uh, conviction to be overturned. Is you know, whining and crying. Probably with a little blood dripping off of his lip because his cellmate Bubba tore his ass up. But, yeah, no. I guess a girl can dream, right? Yes, I know. I sound like a bitch, don't I? That's because that's what happens when you kill an innocent black man because of a crime that he didn't commit and then act the fool the way you did. But, you know, whatever. So, other than that, not much has been going on with me other than the, uh, you know, spring cleaning. <sighs> Excuse me! I am exhausted, as I said before, and I am stuck in traffic. I am so sick and tired of... You know, this is the reason why I moved to a small town, so I could avoid traffic, but, you know... Small town people got a problem keeping their damn mouth shut. I'm just telling you right now. They got a real big problem keeping their mouth closed. Why do I say that? Because y'all got to go tell everybody, Hey, it's nice living over here. There ain't no traffic. You get anywhere you need to go in about 20 minutes. You, you know, it, it's wide open spaces. It's beautiful out here. And, you know, then that friend tells another friend. And that friend tells another friend. And, and then before you know it, you're fucking sitting in downtown traffic in what was once a beautiful small town. Can people not keep their fucking mouth shut? Traffic is the bane of my existence. I thought I was over that when I quit going to work every day. Because I hate work. And I only wanted to be a housewife and a mother. I didn't want to work. But now, I gotta go to Dr. Hopkins. And I gotta go to Nunez. And I gotta be an adult. Until that, I say, whoever it was, whoever's bright idea it was to allow me to become an unsupervised adult, well, <laughs> it worked you on a mistake. I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, it should have been very well versed that I was not going to be a very nice, pleasant, or courteous uh, adult when left to my own devices. But, oh, why am I hitting the brakes? Oh, and also, Florida is the land of perpetual um, road improvements and uh, road constructions. And this is what the holdup is right now on this little bitty bridge on Highway 90 is they are working on it. Well, I say they're working on it. I have not yet to see a person out here actually doing any labor. Um, but we have two big old cranes out here. Uh, we have the cones of do not pass. And, of course, we have the detour signs and the, uh, oh, wait, I spoke too soon. There are two guys, three guys, three guys working. Shit, what do you know? I came by here earlier and wasn't nobody working. That's a lot of cars for three people that I see working out there. I mean, really? Good Lord. 
I mean, like, what do y'all do? Drive six cars? I mean, there are six or seven cars. I see three men working. Oh, and we passed that, so it's time to hit the brakes again. mercy I should have taken the interstate home I would have done that if I knew highway 90 was this fucking gnarly <sighs> uh, and then COVID news yes sure uh, you know the judge Mazzell in Florida decided to drop the mask mandates for fly, uh, flights and personal I mean uh, at public transportation um, which I know a lot of people think that this is woohoo good news because it was set to expire anyway and the federal government isn't going to go and sit there and try to appeal it. However, everybody's sitting here going, oh, it's great news, it's great news, it means we're heading in the right direction. However, um, nobody stops to think about the fact that there is other variants out there, namely BA 2.12. That isn't all, uh, that, uh, it's really not all that promising of a disease that our mask mandates are going to stay gone. This one is, oh, what did I say? 35 times more transmissible than even Omicron. Um, as far as is it more deadly, we don't really know. But the long haulers. Folks, COVID is going to be a mass disabling event okay it's already been a mass disabling event we have got people who are just they can't go back to work and we're talking young people okay we are finding out more about covid long hauler symptoms and uh illnesses to come from having even a mild case an asymptomatic case you didn't even know you were sick but you got it and this shit just hangs out. It hangs out and people are finding, uh, they are finding COVID-19 in uh, tissue samples from ovaries and from testes and from uh, liver. And I mean, it is just, it, it seems to be hanging around in our body like herpes. I, I mean, it's like, is this going to be one of those things that we carry around like luggage all the time now? Uh, I thought herpes was bad enough that we carry that shit around like luggage. So now we got to carry around COVID-19 like luggage and just wait for it to pop back up into another system uh, that is going to cause major problems. Type 1 and type 2 diabetes diagnosis are on the rise thanks to, in large part, COVID. I mean, children, as far out as a year after infection, are coming up with freaking diabetes diagnosis. Diabetes. Uh, diabetes, point, uh, diabetes type 1 is a lifelong thing. It's an autoimmune disease. And I wonder how many new autoimmune diseases are going to pop up because of Omicron. I mean, uh, not Omicron. Excuse me. Because of... Um, COVID in general. How many new variants are we going to have? The shit in Shanghai, the UK, South Africa. Folks, none of these numbers look good, okay? In other news, we also found out that Paxlovid, the lovely drug that the Pfizer 
and uh, CDC have been touting for about a year now doesn't work quite as well as we were promised. Oh, and by the way, it seems that Pfizer and the CDC knew this little piece of information and kept it quiet before going to the, or no, excuse me, the FDA knew about it too, I'm sorry, uh, and um, kept it quiet. What is this news? Well, it seems to be that uh, in a 14-day course of the Paxlovid, which is the antiviral that is given to many COVID patients, it is not clearing the virus from their system. It has a quick rebounding effect. Now, what is rebounding when it comes to this medication? Well, what it does is it goes in there and it stops the replication and it's supposed to kill the uh, infection, clear it from your body, and give your immune system added, um, added help to be able to clear the virus quicker. Okay? Well, it's not clearing all of the virus. So after 14 days, you come off of it, and then within two weeks, it seems, you will, because you still have virus inside of you, there's still COVID-19 lurking around in there, it didn't kill it all, it comes back up, reinfects you, and hello, because it's gone through with the Paxlovid, and it's actually survived the Paxlovid, well, the Paxlovid is not going to be effective for very long the disease will be able to get around that defense fairly easily. So basically, we just invented, in short time, a um, medication-resistant uh, COVID-19. Isn't that wonderful, folks? And what's even better is that Pfizer, the CDC, and the FDA all knew about it prior to giving the emergency use authorization for this. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, why can't you give it, why can't you give more? What's toxic levels? Well, uh, Paxlovid is incredibly uh, toxic to the liver, okay? This is the reason why you take it for a short period of time. You're not supposed to take it for very long because it is very toxic to the hepatic system. This is your liver. So, it's not like we can increase the dose or increase the regimen very much because it is not clearing the virus anyway. So it doesn't matter, you would have to take this for months to, to be able to clear the virus. Uh, this is a design from COVID-19 itself. It is something that we have saw from the very, very beginning where COVID is not, it, it gets in there and it hides. It, it has a way of getting around our natural immunity. This is the reason why even if you get a COVID virus in the wild, even if you get the infection, your, uh, your natural um, immunity from an actual natural infection is not, it's not that good. And the reason for that is, is because COVID-19 is able to get around the immune system, trick the immune system into allowing it to live in your body. And wait for one little part for it to come back up. So... It's something that should have been thought about before they came out with the Paxlovid and um, before they, you know, actually gave emergency use authorization for it. Because even nurses and epidemiologists and doctors were questioning if Paxlovid would cause a resistant variant to emerge. 
or was it actually clearing the virus from your system? Um, because see, that's what uh, that's what the um, what is it, the Tamiflu is the uh, viral, the antiviral for uh, the flu, for influenza, that actually clears the virus. It actually stops the replication process from happening, giving your immune system enough time to clear the virus from your body. But with this, it's not clearing it, folks. It's not clearing it. It's just, it's putting you below detectable levels. I mean, they can't, you know, in the middle of the treatment, they will test you and you can't, you don't test positive. Okay, because there's not enough to actually test positive even on a PCR test. However, it might be non-detectable, but it's still lurking inside your body waiting for that opportunity. Which brings into more question of even if you get the infection off the hook, hoof, you don't take Paxlovid, you clear the virus from your system and you get well, how much of that is actually still in your system in your organs waiting for the right opportunity to pop up in another way it, it, it's just a very concerning it, it, it's a concerning finding and something I will say that I was greatly disappointed in oh and thanks to anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers that think that this is over and that I don't need to get vaccinated because why should I get vaccinated when it's 98% preventable, right? Well, now the uh, COVID-19, uh, SARS-CoV-2 virus has mutated to the point that our vaccines are now a coin toss. Yes, sir, we have now dropped our efficacy down after three to four months after you get a shot to about 65 to 51% depending on the type of uh, vaccine you got um, of keeping you out of the hospital keeping you from getting severe disease folks that is huge because when this vaccine first came out okay it held up against Delta and still had very high efficacy and Delta was extremely horrible. It stood up against Omicron and Omicron killed more people than Delta did. And it held up against Omicron. But it has mutated several times since Omicron hit the field and now it has stressed our um, vaccines to the point that it, it just it's a coin toss. This could have been avoided, y'all. This could have been avoided if everybody would have gotten their vaccines. Now, we can't booster our way out of this. So, what is the next point of this? Well, now we're going to have to have variant-specific vaccinations. What we really need is the universal vaccine from Walter Reed. That's the one that we really need. The one from Walter Reed has like 32 different variants of uh, COVID, of, um, not COVID, excuse me, of uh, coronaviruses okay it's not just SARS-CoV-2 it's coronaviruses 32 of them that we know of currently now it's going to be an MRA uh, 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 mRNA type vaccine just like the um, Pfizer one and just like Moderna okay and we've seen how well 
the that our RNA vaccines has held up against even though it was for one specific strain and what we were actually vaccinated for was the Wuhan strain the OG the first wild variant okay that's what that vaccine that we're getting now and the boosters that we're getting now that's what that one was designed to stop was OG Wuhan SARS-CoV-2 and it did an excellent job it was like 98% effective that you wouldn't even get the damn virus to begin with much less that you were going to feel any ill effects or have severe diseases but because people don't understand how vaccines work they don't understand how uh, because they haven't seen a pandemic in real life such as what we're going through right now so they don't see the scientific progress that we have made they of course did not get vaccinated they still haven't gotten vaccinated and let's be honest if you haven't gotten vaccinated by now you're not going to get vaccinated so it's it's neither here nor there right however the fact that our vaccines have been able to change been able to expand past what we designed it for to be able to cover uh, variants such as Delta with with real good efficacy uh, the variant such as Omicron with decent efficacy. I mean, you know, we didn't lose very much in the way of effectiveness from these um, from these different variants. But we knew. We have been telling people for three years. We knew that the more this shit spreads around, the more it is out there, the more it has to opportunity to infect a cell and to replicate continue to have copy errors and those are mutations so we knew that this day was going to come now does this mean that our vaccines are completely useless no that is not what this means that is not what that means at all hold on folks sorry that is not what that means at all uh it is still very beneficial to get your fucking vaccine because those other variants yeah even though aren't pre or aren't as prevalent they are still running around and um you can get two different variants of SARS-CoV-2 at the same damn time so are, are the vaccines uh, uh are, are they beneficial hell yeah they're beneficial okay and if you're eligible to get or you want to get your fourth booster for the love of god please get you a doctor's note do whatever you have to have for you to go get your fourth booster because it seems to be that right after the boosters your uh, antibodies go sky high go way up and that is uh, you know that is pushing the efficacy back up to cover you um, but we're not going to be able to booster our way out of this it, it's just it's not going to happen and the vaccines are doing exactly like they're supposed to your immune system is not supposed to be on high alert all the time it is supposed to be you know you go in and okay you either get the virus or you get a vaccine but you're in some way or another introduced to this new uh, pathogen your immune system the first time looks at it and says huh 
that's something that we don't want. So we need to, you know, we need to fire up a little bit. Then, after a predetermined time, you go in there and you introduce it to them again. You introduce this to your immune system one more, you know, again. And it says, oh, wait a minute. Why am I seeing this again? Maybe I should work a little harder. So it works a little harder. And then if it sees it again, it goes, oh, well, this is an actual threat. So, and, and during this time, it's like, well, we need to put blueprints back into our little book of how to fight diseases so that we stay healthy uh, encyclopedia back here. That is our immune system. That's where, this is where B cells and T cells and all of that good stuff comes into play. That's your memory immunity. And we have to understand that right now the environmental virus is still extremely high um, until we get the uh, virus levels down in our communities and environment. We're never going to go into an endemic phase. That's first and foremost. And that means that the virus has more opportunities to spread and mutate. Now, how are the ways of getting it down out in the environment? Wear a mask. Get vaccinated. Stay at home if you can. Try to not contract this disease and have it infect your system. If it cannot infect you, it cannot copy. If it cannot copy, it cannot make errors. If it cannot make errors, it cannot mutate. That is how the that is how viruses work. So as of right now, we are still waiting for the Walter Reed uh, vaccine. Uh, I have heard it's in. I think last I heard it was in phase two human trials um, for um, efficacy parts, not safety. Um, and the reason why I say not safety is because it has already been found to be completely 100% safe to anybody who takes it pretty much unless you are really immunocompromised or really have a problem that you can't take a mRNA vaccine. And folks, these mRNA vaccines are one of the cleanest vaccines. Uh, speaking as a former medical assistant who used to give plenty of these vaccines and have read the ingredient pamphlets that come along with all of them, um, this is one of the cleanest vaccines I've ever seen in my damn life. I'm going to be honest with you that it, it, it doesn't have an adjuvant. I never thought for one second in my entire life that I would ever see a vaccine that it did not have an adjuvant in it. Now, what is an adjuvant, you ask? Well, because a virus that is uh, uh, created into a vaccine is either weakened or killed, okay? Well, your immune system doesn't really, they don't really care about weakened diseases or you know if it's easy to kill if it's easy to clear from your system your immune just system just says eh, all right no big deal you know it was easy to clear it so you need to give your you need to give your immune system something to piss them off for lack of a better analogy you need to really piss your immune system off okay and the way we've been doing that up until now is to put adjuvants in it, which is usually some type of uh, metal, for lack of a better word, okay? Aluminum kind of thing, okay? 
very small amounts none of it that was in, that uh, uh, causes any problems um, in the long term of your life kind of thing but enough to agitate your immune system to take it seriously what we're inoculating you against or vaccinating you against well with an mrna you do not need an adjuvant you just need the mrna because that holds the blueprint and your body looks at that and sees it as a very real foreign invader because it is basically a living thing and but it doesn't match any of your mrna in your body and so your immune system wakes up and says hey we don't like the look of you okay and if it's exposed to it long enough and for enough times it'll go okay this is obviously a problem maybe we should perhaps build some kind of immunity around it now some virus like SARS-CoV-2 like the measles um, like chickenpox like herpes like to be able to get around our immune system uh, funny thing about with measles is if you get measles it erases all of your memory immunity from everything that you had prior to getting measles so you get to start over from square one with a brand new immune system uh, of course you're immune to measles but you know I digress you get to have to be re-exposed to everything else so our immune system has its limitations this is the reason why we have vaccines vaccines introduce these pathogens to you in a safe way to where you're not going to end up deathly ill you're not gonna end up in the hospital dying but you're being exposed to this disease and your body is studying for the exam they're studying for an exam that they hope to God they never have to actually take in person but if they do at least they have the crib notes right so all in all it I'm gonna tell y'all right now and I hate to end this on a bad note or, or, or on a you know sad note because you know I, I've been kind of upbeat the entire time I've been on this podcast but you know folks listen you got to listen you got to open and clean them ears out and listen babies because I am telling y'all now okay I'm telling y'all now the epidemiologists the immunologists doctors nurses anybody who has been paying attention to this disease from the beginning of it hitting our shores are concerned about what we face in the next three months not this winter in the next three months so folks if you haven't been vaccinated please for the love of God please go out and get vaccinated I, I know I'm probably you know would be better off talking to a brick wall at this point in time because if you haven't gotten vaccinated by now the chances of you getting vaccinated because I asked you to are, no, are slim to none and I'm afraid Slim's packing his bags and getting ready to leave fucking town but out of an abundance of caution and just because I am who I am and I do care about people and I don't want to see people suffer if they don't have to and I don't want to see people get sick if they don't have to please for the love of God if you haven't gotten your vaccine please get your vaccines 
mask up. Stay home if you're sick. Wash those nasty hands, folks. And everybody stay safe. And with that, I am going to end this podcast because I am almost home. Thank you so very much for listening and thank you for uh, accompanying me and keeping me company as I drive home from my doctor's appointment. I hope you all have a good day and the rest of a week and an excellent uh, weekend. And uh, I shall see y'all on the flip side.